Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Insightful Devotion Podcast. I'm your host and filled with the Holy Ghost, David. I hope that each and every one of my anointed God-fearing podcast listeners around the world are having a great and fantastic day and experiencing God like never before by expecting the best and nothing less as God continues to draw us closer to him and we continue to seek him in an humble manner with all of our hearts. May we always be reminded to stay encouraged in the everlasting hope that is found in Jesus Christ. May we continue to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness by continuing to pray for one another and to pray for understanding as the Lord manifests on the inside of us. And we live in obedience, hearing and doing as the Lord instructs us to do. So with that being said, in today's episode, I'd like to focus on the subject matter. I am giving. But before we go any further in today's episode, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to be before your presence once again. May the time we spend with you in devotion be more than just inspiring, but be truly life-changing as we adhere to what your Holy Spirit instructs us to do. May you save those that are lost, heal those that are hurting, protect those that are in need of your protection, and set people free and free indeed from bondage. It's in Jesus' name I pray and say thank you. Amen. Well, there's a passage of scripture I'd like to turn your attention to today. Then after reading it, I'd like to discuss some key points I believe will help us in our everyday lives as we continue our walk with Jesus Christ. And the scripture I'll be reading from today comes from Numbers chapter 13 verses 1 through 3 and 17 through 33 and Numbers chapter 14 verses 1 through 9. And it says this, The Lord spoke to Moses, Send man to scout out the land of Canaan I am giving to the Israelites. Notice that the Lord just said he is giving this land of Canaan to the Israelites. It goes on to say this. Send one man who is a leader among them from each of their ancestral tribes. Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran at the Lord's command. All the men were leaders in Israel. When Moses sent them to scout out the land of Canaan, he told them, Go up this way to the Negev, then go up into the hill country. See what the land is like, and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. Is the land they live in good or bad? Are the cities they live in encampments or fortifications? Is the land fertile or unproductive? Are there trees in it or not? Listen to this part right here. Be courageous. Bring back some fruit from the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and scouted out the land from the wilderness of Zen as far as Rehob near the entrance to Hamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron where Ahiman, Shishai, and Talmai the descendants of Anak were living. Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they came to Eshkol Valley, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes, which was carried on a pole by two men. Man, those are some big grapes compared to the ones we see today. It says they cut down a branch 
with a single cluster of grapes, which was carried on a pole by two men. And that's the land the Lord is giving them. Let's go on to read. It says this. They also took some pomegranates and figs. That place was called Eshkol Valley because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from scouting out the land. The men went back to Moses, Aaron, and the entire Israelite community in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back a report for them and the whole community, and they showed them the fruit of the land. They reported to Moses, we went into the land where you sent us. Indeed, it is flowing with milk and honey, and here is some of its fruit. So not only did they scout the land for 40 days, but they came back with good news so far in which that the land the Lord had promised he was giving to them, the land of Canaan, it was flowing with milk and honey. Let's continue on. It says this, however, the people living in the land are strong and the cities are large and fortified. We also saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites are living in the land of the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live by the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people in the presence of Moses and said, Let's go up now and take possession of the land because we can certainly conquer it. I love that attitude right there. I'm going to read that part again in verse 30 of chapter 13 in Numbers. It says this. Then Caleb quieted the people and the presence of Moses and said, let's go up now and take possession of the land because we can certainly conquer it. Whenever God says that he is giving us something, whenever God says that he is going to make provision and give us the ability to do it, we have to be reminded and stir up our faith of the words and promises of God, because if we do not do that, the only person stopping us from receiving God's blessings that he has for us is ourselves. Let me continue reading. But the man who had gone up with him responded, we can't attack the people because they are stronger than we are. So they gave a negative report to the Israelites about the land they had scouted. And they're supposed to be leaders. Just throwing that in there. Let me continue on. It says the land we pass through to explore is one that devours its inhabitants and all the people we saw in it are men of great size. We even saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. To ourselves, we seem like grasshoppers and we must have seemed the same to them. Notice what he said, we must, no guarantee. We must have seemed the same to them. Then the whole community broke into loud cries and the people wept that night all the Israelites complained about Moses and Aaron and the whole community told them if only we had died in the land of Egypt or if only we had died in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into the land to die by the sword? Our wives and children will become plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? So they said to one another, Let's appoint a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole assembly of the Israelite community. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephuniah, who were among those who scouted out the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite community, the land we passed through and explored 
is an extremely good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us into this land, a land flowing with milk and honey and give it to us. Only don't rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land for we will devour them. Their protection has been removed from them and the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. Now, there's a lot of things I'd like to unpack from what I just read, because a lot of times, whether we realize it or not, God has spoken things to us, letting us know that he is giving us something in particular that will be good and cause us to prosper in him and the generations behind us. However, when we choose to ignore the words that the Lord has declared would happen and we choose to focus on circumstances and worries of this life and the things that are occurring all around us, believing those things that we see with our eyes over the words of our Heavenly Father whose words will never return unto him void, then it can be said that we not only have a trust issue with our Heavenly Father, but if we continue to dwell in situations that way every time in our lives, we are starting to develop a mindset that is conforming to the ways of this world instead of transforming our minds with the truth found in the word spoken from our Heavenly Father. Because in the text that I previously read, it stated that out of the 12 leaders from every tribe that was sent out to scout the land of Canaan for 40 days, only Caleb and Joshua, two of them, came back with a good report that was in line with the words that God had spoken. Because Caleb and Joshua reminded themselves that the Lord stated he would give the Israelites the land of Canaan. I'm going to say that again so it can open your minds to realize what God has said he's going to give to you. He will do it. He told the Israelites that he is going to give them the land of Canaan, meaning that no matter what things look like or how things would end up occurring in order for the Israelites to possess the land, Caleb and Joshua understood that because the Lord had spoken that the land was already theirs that they were going to receive the land and were going to be able to possess it. And it was better to do it right then and there. Now it appears that some had taken what the Lord had declared to heart and that they weren't moved by what they saw with their natural eyesight because they were focused on their spiritual eyesight that gave them true insight to understand that by faith, all things were going to work out for the good of those that love and believe in what the Lord had spoken. And because the Lord was giving them the land of Canaan, they understood that faith without works was dead because the Lord was not only wanting to give them the land of Canaan, but the Lord gave them the privilege to go and scout out and see what he was giving them beforehand, before they conquered it. But for the leaders to go back and spread good news to all those that have believed in the Lord. Now this brings me to my next point. When God has something in store for us, no matter what it may be, and we become doubtful, or we would rather run back to our past ways of living in discomfort and sin because we were at least familiar with that way of living instead of embracing what's in front of us and which the Lord is giving to us. If we do that, let me be clear in saying that we are in dangerous 
territory. The reason being is that we are denying and refusing to accept and adhere to the words of the Lord that will come to pass and we would rather please our flesh by doing the opposite of what the Lord wants and hoping that the Lord will bless our unwillingness to be obedient the same as he would have if we were to be obedient. And our Lord doesn't work against himself. He is no respecter to man and he can never lie. Meaning when the Lord speaks, it is so and it cannot be undone. And God is holy and righteous and makes no mistakes. So the dangerous territory we remain in is when we as believers decide to do things in our own understanding, our own way. Whereas if we would continue to live humble and remain in the Lord, everything will work according to his plans, regardless of who's standing in your way, regardless of the circumstances that life will try to bring to you. So today I want you to know that the Lord is the I am that I am the alpha and the omega and is always so gracious, kind and giving to his children without reproach. So ask yourself this question today. What is the Lord giving me, but I keep resisting his gifts? This question is really an eye opener because it will have some of us realizing that we would rather go back to a lifestyle of bondage as some of the people had declared in the text I read today in the book of Numbers chapter 13 and 14 when the Israelites had longed to go back to Egypt. Instead of going to the land of Canaan, the Lord had promised the Israelites that was flowing with milk and honey. So what type of things in your life right now are causing you to be fearful to the point that fear is trying to strangle all the hope from what God has spoken over you and declared that would come to pass? Because we as believers in Christ must respond like Caleb and Joshua understanding that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind, and that we are to go after what the Lord has declared. He is giving us with the courageousness that is only given to those that remain in our heavenly father. Let us pray. Father, there have been many instances where we have blamed things on you, on people, situations, even the enemy and so forth. But in most cases, Lord, people, situations and the enemy didn't have to stop us from reaching the things in which you told us was ours in the first place but it was our ways of conforming to this world instead of transforming our minds to your truths and promises found in your holy word that have caused us to not reach what you said was ours father have mercy on us and forgive us and wash us inside out with your precious blood that makes us whiter than snow and purify us so that we are pleasing in your sight. May we begin to meditate on your words day and night and hide your word in our hearts so that we may not sin against you being found doing as you have instructed us so that whenever you have us to go after what you're wanting to give us, we will not focus on what's going on around us, but we will worship you in spirit and truth declaring that if the Lord says it's mine, it's mine. Because with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So Heavenly Father, it's in your mighty unchanging hand. I pray and say thank you. Amen. Well, I hope that you've gotten something from today's message and are inspired to continually grow in understanding and adhering 
to the words in which our Heavenly Father instructs us. So if you or someone you know in your life needs to hear this message, whether it be a loved one or an enemy, feel free to share this message with them because God loves them and has great things in store for them that are for good and not for bad. And if you or someone you know is ever in need of prayer and would like us to pray for them, if you have a praise report and would like to share with us so it can be heard on this podcast, or even if you have a question, please be sure to contact us at insightfuldevotion at gmail.com. Feel free also to leave us a review or rate us and give us five stars. So until next time on the Insightful Devotion Podcast, remember when God says that he is giving you something, you can guarantee you are going to get it only if you have the faith to believe he can bring you through it and bring you to it. Because when we do that, we acknowledge that our Heavenly Father words are true and that we cling to him rather than the things around us. So I pray God's best for you and your loved ones and the plans he has laid out before you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Amen. Hey, and as I always say, be blessed, stay blessed because you are blessed. <laughs>